it's time to reintroduce the Signals veteran, Maria Noel Reyes. Maria, can you say a big old hello? Of course. So um, my name is Maria, and um, I've been working in media as the digital marketing director for the last seven years, most recently at Bauer Media. And um, I left because I was following my innovative you know, heart and I started my own company looking at smart speakers and how brands could take advantage of smart speaker and engaging with users in a, in a voice first uh, manner. You're working on, obviously, you're a director of digital marketing and, as you already mentioned, innovation, you see, at BOW, which is clearly one of your passion points. Yeah, and, you know, I think from the work that I did with Bauer Media and Cheetah Digital and Cheetah Experiences, is where all this innovation and how important data was. And then I thought, oh, well, there is a new channel here and nobody's actually looking at it from a, from a you know, first party data point of view. You know, users have these machines in their homes and they're not, not talking to people in the right way. How can we fix that? And, you know, the work that I did with you guys actually, you know, kind of helped me pave the way towards this new, um, uh, work that I'm doing. Today, we are going to pick your media brain on a number of topics. To start us off, how have you seen brands cope with the pandemic? And has it changed the relationship much between digital and print? The pandemic hasn't changed anything. If anything has accelerated that gap between digital and print, or, you know, like digital and your know, retail or, or, your, or your physical proposition, we are seeing through the pandemic, the companies and the media companies and the brands that already had a strong proposition there where print and digital complement each other and the ones that didn't and the outcomes of that. Um, I think it's more important than ever to be able to, to have that. You need to use digital to capture data and understand where that user comes from and what its interests are so then you can relate it to something you know i mean bauer is was we're very lucky because you know we had fashion magazines so we knew that someone came for fashion news then the likelihood is that we'll have a fashion magazine i can use that as a hook to be able to sell you print but if you just have an email address with someone saying yeah you came to my website then how are you going to drive that marketing message that says and the reason why you want to buy these in print is because we have great, you know, news content, independent news content, or we have great, you know, celebrity gossip, or we have great fashion, you know, the, the latest fashion advice. You need to understand what they come into your website, especially if you have like a, a broad spectrum of topics. Maria, drawing from your experience at Bauer, what type of content should be created by media brands right now? For me, in, in, in the media world, the things that um, are most importantly is, um, you know, people are more than ever in need of lighthearted content. So they, they, they are tired of the doom and gloom, you know, we're all listening to the news, it's constant, you know, reminded of, of how awful it is, um, you know, what we're all experiencing. So people are desperate to find an outlet, to find somewhere where they can just go, yes, 
10 questions to see how, how, which, you know, Harry Potter house I'm part of. You just need that little bit of an outlet that makes you forget everything that's going on around you. So I think media companies, especially the ones I've been working for in the past, have always had very strong um, streams around lighthearted content. Yeah, I just signed up to a, something that's called a color contest. So you just need to take a picture of something that, that kind of brings you joy, that it's colorful in your house. You just use a hashtag and, you know, you might be able to win something. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. I actually have this little piece of my house I really like because it's yellow and it's blue and it makes me happy. So, you know, it's just, it's just fun. The other arm that I think is really, really important for media companies is around the, they have a responsibility to stop the spread of fake news. So I think, you know, media companies, they're trusted, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they're brands that people look for. And I think fake news has been huge through this pandemic. So I think um, media companies have uh, a responsibility now and uh, more than ever to make sure that they are first stopping, you know, the, the, the helping stop the, the fake news but also providing the truth. What's the most trustworthy channel that media brands should be embracing during these times? To be honest, even though social media has always been a very big part in terms of the traffic that media companies get uh, for their content, I think one of the, the channels that you can say has, has a kind of a resurrection through the pandemic is actually email because you know, how do you stop the spread of fake news? Well, someone has given you their email address because they trust your brand because they want to hear from you. So if you as a media company has the response, have the responsibility to just, you know, share the facts, the, the real facts, then, you know, yes, great, do it on social media. But if you have an email address, do it over email. And, and, and people will trust what you are, what you are sending them over email probably more than if they read it because that someone share it on, on social media. So I think email and knowing your audience through, you know, zero party data has become key. Brands that had a very strong, yes, we need data. We need to understand our users. This is our CRM. Then they are in a much better position to be able to email their users. Those who might not be in as strong a position, how do media brands build up their data profiles? How do they turn unknown visitors into known ones? It's interesting. So one of the reasons I love working with media companies is that you don't, there is no struggle in terms of creating content. You know, when you talk about like a content, content strategy, you know, media companies have, the sky is the limit. So the fact that you have you have that opportunity, you need to harness it. So when, when at Bauer Media, we used to do a lot, finding that real value exchange. So no, someone is not going to give you their email address just because they come into your website and they like your horoscope. But if you are posting something like, you know, a quiz or, or you're helping them to vote because suddenly your events are not, um, you know, physical events anymore. And now there are virtual events and then you want the public to vote for their favorite favorite artist or the favorite joke or whatever it is. It's very simple that using cheetah experiences, 
at the end of that piece of content, just quickly ask, hey, before you go, would you like to, you know, would you like us to let you know when we have another voting event? Or would you like us to let you know when we have the next Harry Potter quiz available? Within that, you can even ask a little bit more. It's like, well, clearly you like the Harry Potter quiz. Would you also like to let you know when there is any other, you know, super fun quizzes? When a brand is starting off, down this journey of kind of repositioning their strategy to focus more on the zero and first party data, where should they start? So in my experience, when we did it in the past, it's about do it slowly. So if you get someone to engage with your content because you have a very strong content strategy, right? Don't, once they've done like 10 questions or they have interacted with your social wall or wh whatever it is that they experience, that value exchange that you created for them, don't just ask them out of the bat 20 questions more about their persona because that they're just going to go, no, I'm not interested. So you just need to be a little slowly. Just ask for an email address and maybe one question, just a little bit about, about themselves and then use that to keep building it, then that person is going to come back and then they're going to give you, you know, the, their consent for, the, for you to talk to them. Then the next time, and if you have a, a strong CRM plan in place, then you will send them into a welcome journey where they said, hi, thank you very much for joining us. We know that you like this brand. Would you like to hear more from this other brand? And then just take them through this welcome journey to CRM and email marketing that will give you more information down the line about that person. So I'd definitely say don't overwhelm them to begin with. Just is is you know it requires trust and data is a very precious thing. So just slowly is better. Google this past year announced that they're pulling third party cookies, right? So even if brands previously weren't thinking about zero party data, they need to. Looking at that zero and even first party data as the guiding light into your strategy, how important is that going to be for media marketers in the future? It's huge because it's not just about digital, but it's about, you know, media companies have this, needs to keep this balance between digital and print. For the survival of print, you so need that data that comes from digital so then you can sell subscriptions. You can sell, you know, one-off runs. Now is the time to try as hard as you can to just build that database, build that zero-party data and understand what your, your users are consuming online. Because if someone comes to the Grazia website because they like, you know, hearing about the latest fashion news and I'm trying to sell them you know, um, practical fish keeping magazine or subscription, it doesn't work. It's not going to happen. So you really need to harness on that, you know, I have Maria, I, she gave me her email address and she comes from Grazia. Therefore, I have 90% more chances to, to sell her a subscription to the Grazia magazine. It's now the time to use that data to be able to close the, the gap between digital and print. And it's about building that, you know, the super fans. So once you have taken them through that journey, then once you know that they're comfortable, you can even ask for referrals. You know, once you have these super fans, I think someone recommending your brands is much more powerful than 
you trying to call, you know, your acquisition strategy from cold, cold messages or pop-ups in different websites or an MPU. We had Seth Godin on, he talked just about that, like how do you take that viable audience and build them up to, you know, what you said, super fans. Yeah, and I think you, you need to do it slowly with the data that you have and with a good, strong CRM strategy. So Maria, to finish, why not tell us a little bit about your current project, the company you've set up, and how media brands listening to this may find something new and interesting in this area too. So while I was at Bauer, I was working on a project with smart speakers. So how do we take brands that don't naturally fit within the voice environment? And when I say smart speaker, I'm talking about Alexa and Google Home. Um, so how do you take brands, media brands that might not naturally fit because they're not radio stations, but could still take advantage of the fact that one in three homes in the US have a smart speaker and one in four homes in the UK have a smart speaker, right? You have a call to action on a cereal box and you can just say, hey, Alexa, let me enter into this giveaway. Um, but media brands, it's all about content, you know. It's, it's so simple. So you have quizzes on, on your website. You should have them on, on a smart speaker. You have your horoscopes on your website. You should have them on a smart speaker. People, it's a, it's a channel. I think that in two to five years time, users will expect brands to have a voice app as much as they expect them to have a website or a Facebook page. All right. Thank you so much, Maria. We wish you all the best with your new adventures. And it has been a pleasure to have you join us again this year. Thank you so much for having me.